So I wanted to bring this lesson to you uh, at this point because I don't see any way in which taxation or our current tax and, uh, taxation environment will stay the same. This is due to the fact, really, that there, there are two factors at play. One is just the natural flow of politics, and the other um, is unfortunate realities that our government will have to face in terms of things that they will have to fund and continue to fund. Now, uh, I want to start not first with the ideologies, but instead with programs that our government's going to have to continue to fund. And the reason that, even though it may be better for the government to taper off and remove some of these social nets, no politician worth their salt is ever going to campaign on taking something away from somebody. Well, let me rephrase that. No politician worth their salt is ever going to campaign on taking something away from a broader base. What I mean is that they can talk about redistribution of wealth and taking stuff from a smaller base that may not vote for them, but nobody's going to campaign on getting rid of Social Security or Medicare, Medicaid, or getting the government out of private industry or anything like that. And because of this, you're going to run into a situation in which the government in order to attempt to taper the effects of national debt and our current financial situation regarding that, they're going to have to raise taxes naturally. Now, it could be as much as a top marginal bracket of 55%. Um, basically, what this would mean, I would assume, was that they may even lower the brackets, but uh, you would see rates closer to what Hillary Clinton was proposing, which would mean that the top bracket would go up to about 55%, and you would see uh, jumps from there on down. Uh, of course, they'd be smaller as you went down the brackets, but you would see, you know, a 50 in the 50% bracket, or 50 percentile bracket, you probably see something um, closer to 25 to 27%, I would assume. And this is a situation in which any financial planner that is going to do right by their clients needs to take into account. Now, unfortunately, I don't know how many of them are. Because we focus so much on rates of return, on, on this, this small percentage that we claim is better than the other guy's percentage, and that that's why you should work with us. And none of that means anything if you cannot protect your client from the inevitability of high taxation. I'm not saying anything that's rocket science here. It's quite simple when you run a deficit as high as the national as the federal government has. 
when you add to the national debt as much as the government has. It's not that hard to see what's coming. The other side of this is that you have an increasing ideology on the left that wants to redistribute wealth. And how do you do that practically? Well, you raise tax rates to an exorbitant level. That would be closer to what Bernie Sanders is saying with 90% tax rates on the top bracket. Again, that's anything probably over a quarter of a million dollars a year. And again, you'll see a jump for every other bracket, obviously less so uh, as we go down the uh, per uh, percentiles. But regardless, that ideology is still prevalent, and if we fail to plan for that, we could get in some serious trouble. And knowing all of this... about certain ideologies, about the reality, even if those ideologies never get into power. How can we go back to our clients and tell them to maximize an account which defers their taxes? I'm talking about tax-qualified 401ks, talking about tax-deferred IRAs, uh, many of the retirement plans that are pushed by the industry are tax-deferred. And they'll even tell you that you're saving taxes because you're not spending them now. And I would argue that this ought to be the next lawsuit because you're not saving a dime. And the only way in which you would win in that situation is if tax rates went down, and we will never see that. I cannot envision a reality in which tax rates go down. Because of how much we spend, how much we'll try to offset the national debt with tax dollars, because of the current climate of the country and certain ideologies that are out there. So the only one who will actually make money on these plans is the federal government. Again, can you imagine if you owe 37%, which is the top bracket right now, um, can you imagine if you own 37% on your money and then you deferred that to a 55% tax? That's not just a 20% increase in tax. That That is a huge rate of return for the IRS. In fact, if we do the calculation for a rate of return, which... Um, it's pretty simple. It's you take the uh, future value, you subtract it from the original value, you divide that by uh, the original value, and then you, sub you multiply by 100. Um, so if we take 550, uh, 550 grand, which is uh, how much the projected, how much I'm estimating the top bracket will be, and we subtract that from the three seventy. That's three hundred and seventy grand um, that they would owe today. And uh, then we divide that again by three seventy. So that's one eighty divided by three seventy. 
and we multiplied that by 100. It's 48%, 48.5% the IRS makes on that money. If you take a 30, if you had a million dollars that you owed 37% on, and instead you deferred to 55%. Now I get, I use those numbers for, for simple math, but to also illustrate the point that people who have any desire to make any sort of money should not have tax deferred plans in this environment. Again, not rocket science, simple math, all the more important, especially heading into Independence Day. We'll be back tomorrow with the Kevin Prendeville Show. Stay with us.